Are you sure Columbia wants the truth told? Yeah, there's one thing I learned at Columbia. It was the importance of honesty and integrity. And you learned that studying engineering? Uh, it's the worst that could happen. They, they, they want my diploma back? Oh, I've got a picture of my mother I can hang in its place. You know, I, I think the diploma will fit in our safe deposit box. From Hollywood, it's out of my mind. I'm Jay Douglas, your fearless purveyor of little-known stories about well-known stuff. And in episode 47... Uh, wait a minute here. Let me, let, let me change the music. Roar, lion, roar. Wake the echo of the Hudson Valley. Those are the opening words to the Columbia University fight song. That's it playing in the background. And, and I'm doing that because it has no place in today's story. The only reason it even comes up is because some people aren't comfortable with... You know, the truth. The freshmen arriving at Columbia University in the fall of 1913 included one Howard Dietz. That's the very same Howard Dietz who would find fame as a Broadway lyricist, writing the words to such songs as By Myself, Dancing in the Dark, and That's Entertainment. But in his salad days, and, and look, we're talking iceberg lettuce, not arugula and parmesan, he earned money by submitting articles to the Conning Tower column at the New York World and working part-time for Philip Goodman's advertising agency. Uh, he occasionally studied journalism. But much of his time on campus revolved around Jester, the Columbia University humor magazine. Jester was founded on April Fool's Day, 1901, and it became a proving ground of sorts. Over the 20th century, it published the wit, humor, and art of youngsters such as Bennett Cerf, Herman Wolk, Corey Ford, Joseph Mankiewicz, Max Schuster, Larry Hart, Thomas Merton, I.A.L. Diamond, and Allen Ginsberg. Now, one thing you need to know is that one of the symbols of Jester was a lion. Not... No... The jester lion was... <laughs> it was a cartoon lion, doubled over with hysteria. Um, imagine Johnny Carson with lots of hair being pelted with one-liners by Don Rickles. Now, this is important because Dietz created Leo the Lion, the famous trademark of MGM Pictures, while working for Goodman's agency. Samuel Goldwyn was one of Goodman's clients, wanted a symbol for his newly formed Goldwyn Pictures company, and Dietz came up with the idea of the lion. And when Leo, who's real name was Slats, made his first screen appearance in 1917, this is what he sounded like. Yeah, see, see, those were the days of silent pictures. But Leo, or Slats, also didn't look all that interested in roaring. If, if there were a word to describe him, I'd choose lobotomized. He kind of looked around as if he was watching flies buzz around his head. Go to YouTube, uh, search for Leo the Lion, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But the story is that Dietz was inspired by the majesty of the lion, uh, the lion lionized in Roar, Lion, Roar. Not only did Dietz never give credit to, uh, to this song, it's doubtful he even knew more than the title. The words were written by humorist Corey Ford, who graduated six years after Dietz. Nevertheless, the story continues to circulate that it was the roaring, fighting Columbia lion that inspired Goldwyn's and later MGM's world-famous trademark. But it's not... The truth. Columbia College Today quoted Dietz as saying, I got the idea from the laughing lion decoration in the college comic The Jester. Now, if you were in charge of such things, which rumor would you want to spread? That the MGM lion is descended from... or from... a cartoon character that speaks to Columbia's Ivy League image the way an embezzling conviction speaks to your honesty. Or, you know, it could have been Dietz himself who had second thoughts. 
He went on to be the chief of publicity and advertising for MGM. And it's doubtful even a Columbia education would protect Dietz from Goldwyn's wrath once the impresario learned the symbol of his company was a lion with a chronic case of the giggles. In that case, if I were Dietz, I'd whistle Roar Lion Roar around the office every chance I got. And that's the story I call, Whose Lion Is It Anyway? My thanks to my wife for letting me sleep with my diploma under my pillow and for reminding me that the Out of My Mind summer subscription drive is in full swing. If you enjoyed this story, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you're already a subscriber, get a friend to sign up. Just visit iTunes or Google Music on your smartphone, search podcasts for Out of My Mind, and subscribe. I'll be back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. with another little-known story about well-known stuff, and we'll chat then. I'm Jay Douglas. Out of My Mind is produced by Penny Summers and is a copyrighted feature of the Theater of Your Mind Incorporated, Hollywood, California.